Hello, hello, and welcome back to another week of Kent and the Steering Team. As always, you are joined by myself, Drew, my dear friends, Philip and Bianca. Unfortunately, Kent can't be here this week. He's actually busy training in isolation for the 2028 LA Olympics. Anyway, on the show, how how are we, team? I'm fine. I am well. I'm really proud of Kent, though. Like, I, 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 I'm very excited to see how dedicated he is to this endeavor. Really? Is oh, it, hang course. on. Is it is it really the 2028 Olympics? When's the next Olympics? Where's the next Olympics? Well, the next one is 2024, and for the life of me, I can't remember where that's meant to be. But I know. Let's just go with France. I think it is, isn't it? I don't know. I just made that up. Is it France? Um, yeah, Paris 2024. Oh, great. Okay. And then LA 2028, which I think, you know, um, all things considered with the health of the world, I think that could be one that we try to affect. We'll see. In 2028, um, I will be 35. Jesus. Yes. Yeah. I'll have a 15 year old. Oh, don't Jesus. Say that. Oh, Hang on. Hey, just a question for you. Okay, so so if you audience haven't noticed or haven't realized by that, um, we are going to be doing an Olympics episode for you. Um, But a question for you guys: Um, You know how in the Olympics they always talk in the announcer always talks in English, French, and then the home language. Why do they talk in French? So I actually weirdly know this. Um, Okay. The original Olympic Games obviously was Greek because this is Olympic and it has to do with the battle of marathon and all that kind of shit. But um, the original Olympic Games was in Greece. However, um, post, I think, 1900, which was considered the first ever proper Olympic Games. Yeah, the, the, the modern, the modern Olympics. Olympics. The modern Olympics with all countries because originally 19 uh, the 1896 one was only athens and they kind of invited outside countries uh 1900 the modern olympics was french so it's considered a french sport it's a, considered a french like event and what's the name of the guy that came up with the olympics the, the modern olympics what's his name um baron pierre de coubertin thank you that's it i knew it was de coubertin something and i that's thank you very much I appreciate that's all right. it. How yeah. did you know that off by heart? I literally had it right in front of me when you asked. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that'll do it. That'll that was do convenient. It. Um, it is convenient. But yeah, I, I mean, well, I mean, yeah, I guess I guess that's that's good to know with the modern Olympics being, um, well, I mean, as d- diverse as it is, as it is, I guess, with multiple languages and multiple events. Uh, yes. Speaking of events, though, Drew, um, we have a bit of an Olympic event for our, ourselves tonight. Don't we we, well, we, we do we do um now if you'll recall from a few weeks ago um a certain member of oh, our no, team I made um this. a trio of faux pas <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. we uh we held off and um we gave you a reprieve to be fair but we have your challenge your punishment now, now this is now um you know your punishment is we want and we're gonna you have to name to- Mm. Yeah, we're going to have to work on the honor system for this one. <laughs> yes, exactly right. Um, now, the, the punishment is you have to name 10 Olympic sports for oh. each mistake you made. 
Oh. So you have to make you have to name <laughs> thirty Olympic sports, Bianca. By when? <laughs> well, actually, by the end, end of, the of the episode. This end of the episode. This really works out well because I actually have been doing my research. So, um, mm-hmm. uh, well, I kind of fucked up because I gave you a lot of the Olympic sports to say in the next. Uh, yeah. Thing. yeah. <laughs> so, um, oh shit. Okay, cool. I have to think. Well, now that's okay. Now Philip and I have the um, have the list off the Olympics website. There are forty six different uh, sports or category of sport that are listed for the games. Okay. Cool. And you need to name thirty of them. So thirty. <laughs> yeah, that's. Thirty that are still in practice, or thirty that have ever been. No, we. I want. I want ones that are at the games. Yeah, ones, the games. ones for Tokyo twenty twenty, in twenty twenty one. Yeah. Okay, can I start yeah. some now? Because I kind of know a few. Yes. yes. Yeah, go for it. So obviously, uh, the swimming. Yep. Uh, running. Mm-hmm. Shot put. Yep. Yep. Archery. Um, yep. soccer. Basketball. Yep. Uh, what's the ones with the swords? Oh, fencing. I always forget that word. <laughs> um, what was the one before fencing? Basketball or soccer? Well, you said basketball, which is good. Um, We're on the fly writing this as you say it too. Yeah. But it's just brilliant <laughs> watching Drew write soccer with a K in it. Oh, shush. <laughs> um... <laughs> It's oh. called football. <laughs> well, football. No, I'm kidding. It's yeah. called soccer. Football. Football for the Brits and soccer for us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, soccer. <laughs> boxing. Mm-hmm. Oh, and this year there's karate and surfing and skateboarding. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 climbing. Oh no, what's it fucking called? There's actually a name for it. Sports climbing. No. I think it's sports climbing. It's climbing the friggin' Yep, we'll, we'll accept sports climbing. Okay. What's What What am I up to now? Uh, you are up to, Bianca. One, two, three, four, four five, five, six, seven, seven eight, eight, nine, ten, ten eleven, eleven. Twelve. Okay, twelve. eleven or twelve. Oh, yeah, sorry, twelve. Okay, we might have to come back to this at the next segment i got to think. Yes. Now, before we dive into it all, um, just very quickly, um, just checking in on how you guys are, given that our, um, our situation has changed a little bit over the last week and a bit. So since the last episode, um, Philip and I have been deemed as close contacts and have yeah. been in isolation <laughs> each. <laughs> Bring it on, though. Happy with that. So it's but ha- but how are you guys? <laughs> Fine. Um, yeah. You know, I, I've I've had an okay time of being in lockdown. Um, working from home is uh, it's okay. It is what it is. Um, I, I'm 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 dealing with it okay. Bianca, yourself? Nothing has really changed for me because I was already working from home and doing all that. It's just now yep. you guys are yep. here too. So not here, but yep. in this. But yeah. Same sitch as me. We've now. joined. Yeah. We've, we've joined. Joined the um. Joined the club. Um. I think anyway. Let, let so so well done, Bianca. You've gotten through. I believe twelve sports. So that's that's good. You're almost halfway there. In fact. Yeah. Um. 
we'll we'll fire off into our first subject, which is basically um, a COVID-safe Olympics. Is it possible? So, uh, yeah, obviously, again, the Olympics are just a few weeks away from now, the time of recording. Yes, um, now this is the 2020 Tokyo Olympics in 2021. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. I, I, can't, I actually I saw something an ad the other day saying that um, for I think the next Spider-Man movie is coming out in 2022. And I was like, oh, my God, that's so long away. And then I remembered that this year was 2021 and not 2020. And it kind of feels like yeah, that because of the amount of events we've had that are still listed as 2020. Like well, Spider-Man's we, out this we, year. Pardon? Is it? Spider-Man's out this year. Spider-Man. Oh, mm-hmm. maybe it was... I think it was um, Doctor Strange. The Last of Us is... The, and, and The Last of Us is out next year. I mean, the TV show. Yeah, I know. But, mm. like, all of these things were for 2022. And that kind of still feels yeah. far away. Because, like, we have all of these events. Like, the Olympic... Um, mm. s- the Olympics. Which should which be... Which should be 2020. Should be 2020. But is actually 2021. Also, uh, the European Football League. Is was officially called Olymp- um, Euro twenty twenty, even though it was in twenty twenty one. Yes, that's right. That's <laughs> right. I can I can still remember those two are always in the same year. I remember the year that Greece beat Portugal in the two thousand four Euro twenty oh four two thousand four, same year as the Olympics. I was in Norway for that event. Oh really? I was yeah, I was I, I was in Sydney with um, all the boys who were actually running through Marrickville, yelling. Um, out the windows with the Greek flag. That was... It was um, It was the first ever <laughs> soccer game I'd ever watched on television. Oh, cool. Yeah. 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 Wow. Exactly. All right, yeah. well... It's... Uh, on with COVID and Olympics. Yes. Um, yeah. What do you guys think about the fact that the Olympics are still being held? Uh... I, I don't know how I feel. Look, I, I, I'm in two minds with it. Um, you know, Japan put so much effort into it all, um, put so much effort into into um, refurbishing stadiums, um, building athletic villages, um, building the infrastru- infrastructure, updating the airport, all that sort of stuff. Put all this infrastructure into it and then to not get it, I think would be a great shame and an enormously costly exercise for Japan um, and one that the Olympic Committee, because of the way it works, couldn't repay them and just give it them give them the Olympics in 2024. That's not how it works because then Paris is being affected and so on. Mm. So I, I totally understand why it has to happen or, or, or is happening. Um, I don't think Japan are going to get the economic boost or... Um, impact that they were expecting to get from it. Um, well, they legitimately can't. Think... They can't have anyone in the. It's already been well, announced well, that's that it. they all of their events are going to be empty. That that's exactly right. You know, th- there'll be there'll be no one there. So so, it it is. <sighs> I get it, but at the same time, I'm also I understand the people saying we shouldn't have it, Drew. I have a similar opinion to you where I I agree you can't push it back because the nature of the Olympics is that they are planned so many years in advance for so many different countries. There are a lot of elements that go into it. So you can't push every country back by four years and by that same logic, you can't forfeit 
a country's validity for having it either. Well, so I, I, I get it. I just, it's a very tricky time. And I think possibly, you know, they'll always say they're handling it to the best of their ability, but I, I do wonder, especially given today that their greatest fears were realized with a um, positive case in the Olympic village. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, Bianca, your thoughts the, on them holding the game? There's mm. also the case to be made that the Olympics have been cancelled in the past due to wars, but like I think World War Two cancelled the Olympics last time. But like we've But we've, they're so costly now. Yeah, that's the difference. Like now they cost mm. a lot more, but I don't know how worth it it is for Japan. Like, it, I, they won't be getting an economic boost out of it either way. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not like anyone is going to yeah. be able to do anything of the things that they thought they would that were going to, you know, boost up the economy from all of the infrastructure that they built. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, I, I'm in two minds about it as well, but it's also the fact that if they did delay it one more year, which, you know, was apparently touted as an option if they delayed it You couldn't it till, with the Winter Olympics, though. Well, no, you couldn't with the Olymp- Winter Olympics, but my point being is if they did delay it one more year, it's at a point where all of the athletes have qualified. So, like, if you know, like, qualification doesn't happen over you know five years over the like at the beginning of the four years it happens about four or five months before the actual games so if they were to cancel it none of these athletes would be eligible to play next time and it's kind of like they got all the way there and then they got their shot taken away you know what i mean like it's yeah it's kind of slack it, I, I agree, and that's why I, I am in the mind that I, I see why this needs to happen. But, you know, um, whether we like it or not, the Olympics are happening, and um, Japan will host the games of the 32nd Olympiad, which means what, Bianca? The 32nd Olympiad? Yeah. What's Olympiad? Olympiad is the the, the athlete? Olympic I don't know. Games? I have no idea. Why are you asking me? I don't me? know. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm just asking. Just asking. I, I was not prepared for that at all. I'm like, what? I don't know. What is no, the 32nd no. Olympiad? I have no idea. I have no idea what it means. I don't know what that means. I just know that it's the 32nd Olympiad. I guess it's the 32nd Olympics to be held, but it, I guess it's the 32nd modern Olympics to be held, but why it's called the 32nd Olympiad, I don't know. No doubt someone listening to this is screaming down their headphones at the answer being like, you idiots look it what, it, what something this, like this what it really means is there's going to be no fans at this year's olympics yeah pretty much yes that's 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 exactly right that's exactly what it means now look um there were supposed to be though um up until early this month in fact there were going to be fans um there were uh, yes there weren't going to be international fans but there were going to be spectators from Japan, so basically domestic tour, uh, d- domestic spectators they were calling it, 
Um, we're going to be allowed in the, in the stadiums um, with a limited capacity. We've seen that in some of the pre-Olympic events in Japan, the friendlies that have been happening. So the Matildas versed, I think, Japan in Japan um, yep. or something. They versed someone in, in, in um, Japan recently. Maybe it was the US. But basically, um, it was a friendly. There was no audience. Uh, oh, sorry, there was very limited audience. There was no cheering allowed. Um and these were going to be the same rules for the Olympics, where there was going to be no cheering allowed by the crowd. They could applaud, but they couldn't cheer. Um, no alcohol was going to be served, which was a bit of a kick in the nuts for Asahi, who were sponsoring the event. Um, there was going to be no opportunity for selfies or autographs um, or close contact between the audience and the, the um, athletes. Uh, and uh, the stadiums were at no, in no way going to be full but um yeah basically they put an end to that 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 is are you moving in your chair bianca like (laughs) i just shifted my leg but yeah no it's just i heard it i heard the leather so Um, did i oh it's because oh my god it's because my foot my my phone is kind of next to my leg but i didn't realize because i've just got it on my headphones but okay sorry we just heard the wop wop (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yep, it was brilliant. If you don't hear that at home, audience, Drew and I heard what sounded like someone farting, and it was just the leather of the chair. It was just me um, moving my foot across. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sure. But but yeah, basically, they put an end to the idea of having fans in the stadiums, um, and there's going to be nobody there for any Ugh. event. Yeah. I. So that's put pay to that. I didn't like the NRL do something with cheering through PAs or something. Like, am I imagining this or? No, 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 no. So, um, it was both for us on TV as well as on the, on the ground for the players to get some kind of atmosphere, but it just turned out to be super weird and eerie because that weird you know, canned, you, yeah, cheer. like yeah. canned laughter, but to a totally empty stadium. And then for us at home on the TV, it wasn't just that we were seeing people had paid for cardboard cutouts of themselves to be put (laughs) in the seats (laughs) so there's this this lifeless motionless um stadium full of cardboard cutouts but like full-on cheering like it's the bloody grand final um it's basically like so weird actually no even like fifa video games now have like the audience moves yeah yeah Yeah, they couldn't they couldn't do that they should do stuff but yes like fifa of 20 years ago yeah, that that stuff. Yeah, yeah, the jelly bean looking just like a can of jelly beans just in the stand, basically just colours. <laughs> yeah, that one. I still FIFA. have that FIFA game, and that is exactly it. <laughs> yeah, it's like Gran Turismo as well, the odd Gran Turismo. But um, but yeah, yep. so 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 basically, whether or not we'll see something like that at the games, we we don't know. I, I can imagine they'd do something like that to make some sort of atmosphere. Um, I mean, especially when. When you look at rugby league games in Australia where they have big sponsorship signs up over the seats, basically, because they can, and mm. it's a great way to advertise, the Olympics doesn't allow advertising in uh, in any event or at stadiums or anything. You can't advertise, you know, trackside at the stadium or, or, or you know, in, in the stands. So um, they won't be able to do something like that. Um, but, I mean, it, it, it is kind of all falling apart for Japan at the moment. You know, much like you're in Australia... Yeah, you, I mean, we don't have a very, very, very um, important big world event happening at the moment, but but Japan does, and uh, th- Hold they're on. in serious we strife. Have big Brother happening, which everyone has arrived for today. Oh, oh God! Mistake. 
But, oh, um, and you know, it's it's no, hang on, and you know, it's hilarious. Sarah Sarah Moon just messaged me as you said that, Bianca. Literally as you said that, saying, um, "Katie Hopkins, who, if you don't know who that is, she yes. is an absolute racist piece of shit, has just Ooh. arrived into Australia and had a quarantine waived for her, um, and uh, it just in time for Big Brother as well as Caitlyn Jenner. So both of those two people can." Fuck off. Yeah, no. Because they are awful, awful people and fuck Channel 7 for having these people on there. How dare they? I will now... Damn it, the Olympics are on Channel 7. Yeah, I was, as soon I was as the reading... Olympics, as soon as the Olympics are over, I will never watch Channel 7 again. I was there reading you. a thing today about how um, a woman in Australia was not allowed to uh, get an exemption for her husband to come home in time for her getting surgery... And yet, Caitlyn Jenner was allowed in. Yeah, same with Channel someone Seven. Was saying, Fuck you, like, boycott Channel Seven. My mother's been waiting a year and a half to come back into the country. Um, hasn't met her grandchild yet, but Katie Hopkins is here. Again, boycott Channel Seven. <laughs> boycott, boycott, boycott. Anyway, let's just quickly rubbish. Quickly wrap this up yes. with looking at the COVID numbers and situation in Japan, yep. uh, Tokyo specifically, I think, but. Uh, they're in a state of emergency till well after the Olympics will finish. They've recorded 3,400 new cases yesterday alone. They have had just 15,000 deaths. Um, and they have just 20% of the population fully vaccinated. Uh, there's also 32% of the population with one dose of the vaccine, which is still way better than Australia, but only 20% fully vaccinated. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then they yeah, it's, also have travel restrictions coming in and leaving the country. Exactly. So, so with that in mind, what, how is that going to make the Olympics look, or how is the um, the Olympics going to be different for athletes? Besides the fact, there's no one's in the no one in the bloody stands. So, um, essentially, they have to wear a mask at all times, which we are all used to, kind of anyway. Um, yep. They're going to have to have their temperatures taken every t- single time they enter a venue or the Olympic Village. Um, they'll be COVID tested daily. Thankfully, it's not the full kind of swab test and everything like that. It's through a little bit less invasive sort of one. Um, there's no touching, so no hugging or high-fiving at any stage as well. Um, the Olympic Village will basically have um, a rule where if you're eating in like the food hall, you have to be at least two meters away from someone else or you have to eat in your room. Um, basically, you can't be a tourist in Japan, so you're not allowed to, as an athlete, go out and do sightseeing or anything like that. You are strictly to stay within the confines of Olympic kind of events um, or overseen areas. Um, back in the Olympic Village as well, uh, you'll, you'll basically, this is a good one for the athletes, you will still receive your Olympic condoms. <laughs> Repeat that, they will still get their condoms. However, they will only get said condoms as they're leaving the Olympics. So, you know, basically, I think they're calling them um souvenirs from the game and basically they're to be used to spread awareness of hiv and aids in their home countries so okay sure um the other thing is the critical one is that the beds the beds are made from cardboard this is my favorite um, one yeah they now the beds because they're made from cardboard will only support the weight of one person whether that's to try and you know uh, sway people away from doing the dirty at the Olympics or whether it's just 
a knock-on effect from the bed being bloody cardboard. Um, so basically, it, it, it'll hold the weight of one person. That's about 14 gymnasts or so, I guess, considering their size. Um, but that's half so maybe they're the only ones that will be able to have guests. Yeah, so is a weightlifter just going to fall straight through the, <laughs> through the cardboard bed? They're not going to make know. it. Do um, so they stack them for him? <laughs> maybe oh, no. multiple cardboard beds. <laughs> uh, and, and then the last the last rule is they, they can have alcohol, but they can only have alcohol in their rooms if they are alone. So, um, I mean, look... It, this just, could be the one time in history where drinking alone is promoted. Yeah, yeah, it, yes, exactly right. Uh, look, back to the, the, the condom thing and the, the, the Olympics thing <laughs> and, um, the and the bed thing. And the bed thing, it kind of ties between the two. Like, I, I, I'm not surprised that there's a massive party at atmosphere in the Olympic Village and everything. I mean, it's an exciting kind of festival or event for people who are incredibly fit and well-trained and in great yeah, the sex Olympics. You know, shape. Yeah, so, so I, I am not surprised that normally there would be a fair bit of sex going on in there, but... It also kind of tarnishes the reputation to me of the Olympics a little bit. Like, you know, and what it stands for, you know, you think about it and go like, Olympics, you know, fine sports people, but then also, oh, they're also... So, it's about, it's about the coming together of many nations. Oh, true. Literally the no. coming, t- literally the coming together. No. Um, but, <laughs> but, I mean, again, it, to me, it just tarnishes a little bit about what the Olympics kind of, the, the, the image yeah. of it. Besides, obviously, the underworld corruption, the chaos, the idea of fucking over an entire nation by making the build of this stuff, that kind of thing. But the fact that they have to publicize yeah. this just yeah, lets so. it down, doesn't it? I just think it's, I mean, I heard about the Olympic Village, like, obviously, when I was older, and I was like, oh, that yeah. makes sense. Because, like, when you get a whole bunch of really physically attractive people and fit and can do whatever the fuck they do and then you get them all into one area and then they're winning and there's celebrations. Yeah, people are going to hook up. But I just think it's kind of... I think it's kind of interesting that it's just sort of accepted now and everyone's just like, yep, the Olympic Village is fuck central. Like, I wish they did... 140,000 condoms. Ah. <sighs> I just wish they didn't, like... Do you know what it always makes me remember? In year two, I was in second grade when the Sydney Olympics came to Australia. Uh, when the, Well, obviously, you know what I mean. When the Sydney Olympics mm. were, was on. And I remember doing a project where we so had to um, set up... Like, did, did you guys have to do the one where you had to, like, accommodate for all the dietary requirements for the Olympic Village? No, I went to a Catholic yeah, school. My I school didn't have something, something like as that. intelligent as that, Bianca. So it was just kind <laughs> of like we got to write recipes because we were in second grade. So we got to like go home and ask our parents for recipes that would kind of like, you know, be culturally appropriate for whatever country we received. And we also kind of had to set up like little welcome packages for them. That was our assignment. And I think about the like cute innocence of what I did for that project. Um, I got China. So I did like, I can't remember what I did, but I did like um, noodles, like, do you know the instant noodle packs? Because <laughs> I was seven. <laughs> Imagine. Yeah, I did some instant noodle packs, but then I also did, um, I, I had, remember having to look up Chinese breakfast and like look up how they made eggs and stuff because my idea of breakfast was bacon and eggs at that point. And my school didn't really care that it wasn't very culturally specific, but it was just so innocent. Like, it was just, it's this this innocent childhood memory that I have. And now sometimes I reflect back onto it and thinking, should have added condoms in that packet. 
But yep, I was seven and I was a kid, <laughs> and I, I don't know. It feels like it tarnishes it. Oh, Can you imagine the conversation that your teacher would have had with your parents if you had? <laughs> well, you, they couldn't. You, you, your teacher couldn't say you were wrong because you're not. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I no, don't no, know Bianca, how you know, that would have gone. Bianca, you should have said something else in terms of um, Olympic athletes and what they eat. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, let's let's go. Anyway, to so a, no, forget it. Let's just go to a commercial. Forget it. <laughs> we're too far. We're in this. We're in the sex part of the Olympics. Let's just right. go to a commercial. Forget it. Let's call it. Ready to turn your rugrats away from their litter bug futures? Introducing the newest craze in family game night: Recycleville. Teach your kids about recycling as they make their way across the litter board. But watch out! If they mess us, they'll be cleaning their mess by the side of the highway board. Recycleville, a board game you'll never want to throw away. Out now. Now, um, of course, uh, this year, the Tokyo Olympics, did I say that? What yes, did you say? did. Did I say, you said, did I say something the weird? this year, the, 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 the. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> this year, <laughs> the Tokyo Olympics are going to have some... Basically, they're going to, they're going to have some new events um, for the Olympians. So, lucky them, if you played something random, it may be in the Olympics this year. So, um, for the first time ever, we're going to see sport climbing. So, that's one that Bianca mentioned earlier. Yes. Um, in her list of uh, sports that she has to. Um, skateboarding is in there. Baseball's in there. I swear baseball's been there before though I yeah think baseball's been there for years goes. no but i guess it comes is, and goes maybe this is the first year it's been there for ages i think no it was really? the 2004 it was in 2004 there was there yeah well it's been it's the first time it's come back and cricket and yeah cricket other and croquet things. and other things have not been in it for a while given well anyway we'll given how so, big baseball is in japan that makes a lot of sense yeah. Exactly, and karate is going to be there too, of course. Karate is going to be there, um, and yeah, it's, it'll basically be debuting um, in its in its home country of Japan. So that's kind of fitting a little bit again, like baseball as well. Mm. So big in Japan, you may as well have it there. Um, and yeah, and that's basically um, that. That's quite interesting. That's good. Um, we love it. Uh, very, very, very good. Um, this though has brought us onto another topic, um, not of not of new games or new sports or upcoming events or something like that but ones that have been forgotten from previous olympics ones that aren't there anymore okay before we keep going into this i think i have a challenge to finish and i think i can finish it um i better start typing (laughs) okay yeah you start (laughs) typing drew oh wait along um rowing okay um did i mention surfing already i didn't mention surfing already yep Table yep. tennis, um, yep. taekwondo, which has always been there, but it's now all going to be accompanied by karate. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else did I remember? Oh, um, the bikes the, around the middle. Oh, sorry, I'm clicking and I'm spiking my mic. Um, the, the bikes around the track, track, track cycling. Um, volleyball. Mm-hmm. Um... Mountain bike, I think, is going to be in it. Let me let me consult the list. <laughs> uh, mountain bike. 
mountain bike. I also think golf is yeah. back this yep. year. It's there. I think golf is back this year. Correct. Golf is there. That's a new addition. That was at like the 2012 Olympics or something like that. That it came along. Maybe, maybe Philip will learn about golf this year. No, I don't need to know about a game where they hit with sticks and stuff like that. Um, what's the one with the horses called? Because it's got a specific name. Um, equine. Equ- equestrian. Um, equestrian, yes. I said fencing. <laughs> yep. I've s- have I said gymnastics? Uh, you did not say gymnastics. Gymnastics is my favourite sport. Um... I think they've got hockey this year. Yep. Because I know, and yep. and does it count if it's an Olympic one, a, a, a winter Olympic one? Because I know I've been watching this, the winter it's Olympic a, it's a, ice it's field hockey, hockey qualifying. It's field hockey, but it's called hockey. No, no, because they've got field hockey, but they've also got ice hockey for the winter Olympics, but I don't think that's going to Yeah, but, um, but that's not at the Summer Olympics. They've got normal hockey, though. What am I yeah. on? 22. 22, eight more. Have I said weightlifting? No. Water no. polo? Yeah. Volleyball. I keep thinking of volleyball and I don't know why. That's why I went volley water polo. Um Oh, okay. I we're gonna have to come back for the last seven. Okay. No all problem. Right. Sounds good to me. Okay. Let's go. Um, alright. Yeah. So Okay. Now we've got in the sports of the that are on this year there are actually quite a few forgotten sports and Mm -hmm. some of them are being tug of war croquet Mm -hmm. cricket and lacrosse now Mm -hmm. i like those ones but i actually found some really interesting ones which i kind of were wondering if some of them should come back because they sound pretty cool but um let's get on with this because the first one that i'd like to propose propose that we kind of maybe bring back is actually Competitive plunging. What is competitive plunging? Okay, so... Lightness. <laughs> I was wondering this too, because I originally was like, but that's just diving, but it's not. So a competitive pr- diving, I feel like it was the precursor to diving, because it's kind of more dangerous. So they would kind of plunge into the water at a drop pin from a really high point. And you could either plunge like head first or feet first. Although you were told that if you went feet first, it was like a lot more dangerous, but you also got more points for it. And like, they basically scored you to see how straight you could plunge into the water. So you know how like in diving, like you got to flip and do shit and all that. No, no, this, you have to do a dead pin drop into the water. And it was like, I've never heard of this as a thing. I mean, I know that's a thing, but I thought that was when they like, so yeah, because what the it, hell is that be, for Olympic sport? Because it's so dangerous. Like it, it was because you can actually, you know, you're breaking water, but because you're not diving properly, you could probably hurt yourself badly. That's why it was discontinued. But I just think it's like an interesting concept. Maybe we need to bring it back to the X Games. Maybe, but there's also yeah. another version of p- plunging, which was diving head first into the water. So you'd, you'd plunge, but then you'd also have to swim and see how far you could get, like, out of the pool. Like, so you'd just keep swimming until you couldn't breathe anymore, and then you'd come up. What the hell is that? What, what the hell? What? I want to see this now. 
I just, I, it's just such a bizarre. It's like an extreme sport. Do we yeah. know when Olympic? Do we know when this was uh, last in the Olympics? I think it was 1904 or 19. I think it was either at the first games and then discontinued, or it made it to 1904 and then it got discontinued. Because a lot of the games where you had to be underwater, which the other uh, event which was cancelled was called the underwater swim. No one, because no one could see underwater and they were mostly held underwater, they didn't draw big crowds, so they weren't actually very viable. But now we have underwater cameras. So the underwater swim, uh, which also, this one only did take place in 1900. Um, They were in the Sien River and it had like a limit of 60 meters for swimmers. And you'd have to dive under and swim for as far as you can underwater. And you'd get one point for every second you stayed under and two points for every meter that you swam under. So you could, if you popped up, you'd lose points, but then you could still go back down under and get points again. But like, um, so a friend, the last event, the only event was Frenchman Charles Devon de la Ville won gold with an underwater effort of one minute and eight seconds after reaching the maximum distance of 60 meters. He beat fellow Frenchman Andre Six by three seconds. Wow. I think that, like, if this sport came back, because it was dropped in 1904 from St. Louis because of the lack of spectators, but, like, with today's technology, we could totally have cameras under there and this would be a fine sport to have back. Hmm. Yeah, but it's a, it's, it's a, I mean, it's a, it feels, it's not reckless, but it feels almost reckless. Like it, I mean, I often feel that about weightlifting though, as well. Like it feels a little bit reckless. I know that people are doing it in the safest way that they possibly can and there's technique and everything, but it just feels but what about pointlessly, like needlessly dangerous. Like you can't say high jump and like gymnastics isn't dangerous. Could you imagine if mm. someone Pole fucked vault. up high jump and like came down on the wrong side of that mat. Well, I've often wondered about that. If someone accidentally falls on the, the pole from pole vaulting, um, not long, not high jump. <laughs> high jump's one where you just run on the mat. Yeah, but if you land on the pole in high jump, you just sort of hit the mat and then tumble to the ground. Not that I What about that footage in anything. pole vaulting? Where in pole vaulting, there's the footage of the guy that gets his... Um, his bits caught on the pole. Um, so oh. as he's falling back down again and the pole's is kind of dangling there, he accidentally catches <laughs> bits on it. And so he then falls, but in slow motion falling, you can see him suddenly having the effects of hitting yourself in the, or getting hit in the nuts. And he, yeah, poor guy. But uh, I mean, underwater swim though, that that's, that's, I mean, yeah, why not? Bring, bring it back then, bring it back, why not? Look, 60 meters, I mean, nowadays it would be 50, because that's regulation pool. Mm-hmm. But doing the entire pool underwater or as much of it as you can pop up and then you can pop back down, but you lose points, obviously. I don't think that's yeah. unwarranted because when you see some of those like swimmers dive, they pretty much take up a quarter of the pool underwater anyway. Yeah, with their underwater kind of like um, seal paddle thing um, as they you know spin at the end of the wall. Yeah. And these days, people are holding their breath for a lot longer, so I would be very interested to see how that would play that, out. It would be one I, for I find it, great lung capacity and people who never had COVID. <laughs> yes, exactly <laughs> right. Exactly right. I do find it interesting that both... I said the thing, but I did that on purpose there. 
Uh, that both of these ones are underwater thing or pool based ones and I guess the reason they've been both cut is because of the underwater element of them um, made them yeah. not as interesting to watch before we yeah. could have underwater technology well this next yeah. one is also that same category of underwater but there was no technology and I really think should come back it's actually obstacle swim so it kind of takes the idea <laughs> of um, you know how like What's the running where you jump the fences? Hurdles. 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 Yeah, it kind of takes the idea of hurdles, but it puts in this kind of water scenario. And the original swim had a... um, You dove into the water, then you had to jump over a pole. Like, you had to, like, kind of lift yourself up out of the water and go over a pole. Then you had to... There was two boats in front of you. The first boat you also had to go over and the second boat you had to dive under and then you had to come up on the other side. It was over 60 meters. Uh, oh, sorry, like over 200 meters, sorry. I Hang think- on, did you have oh, to jump over thing. the first boat like a dolphin? Is that what they're saying? Or did you have to climb out into the boat and over the other side? Um, I think, so there's, there's two different versions that I've actually seen depicted. So one is kind of like, it's a bit of a gymnast move where you jump over and you just sort of like fly your body over the, the pole. Um, it's kind, it's not like a pole. It's like a bit more like a little base kind of thing where you ledge kind of thing where you can like actually lift yourself up onto yeah. it. Um, and then there's the other one where it kind of looks like you dive over like a seal. So I, I, I think it's more of the vault, but mm. the seal is funny to me. So <laughs> <laughs> I like, I like that one though. I do like that one. I would love to see that one back again. What else you got, Bianca? What else you got? Because I like that one. I'm in. I'm on board for that. Mm. You sound so excited. So, mm. the other ones I found were stuff like, um, you know how there's deadlifts and heavy lifting? Mm-hmm. Um, they do kind of like weightlifting sports, but with like, do you know those massive round dumbbells that you see in like old cartoony things with the yeah. yep. strongman? So they used to use those and they used to do dumbbell lifts and there was like 10 different, you had, you had to compete over two days and do 10 different, um, exercises, I guess, with the dumbbells and you would voted, you would get got points based on your technique and your form and all that kind of stuff. Then there was my favorite one, which is called the running deer shoot. So they would shoot a deer, but it wasn't a live deer because they were like, oh, that's cruel to just, you know, have deers that we have to shoot and let them go and kill them we're, over. We're above this is the Olympics. We're above, you know, <coughs> putting animals out for, for slaughter, basically, or like people or something like that. We wouldn't ever do that for people or anything. Yes. But shooting is still an Olympic sport. Shooting is still an Olympic sport. This Olympic sport had... They shoot clay pigeons, though. Yeah. Well, this this one, do you know those, like, carnivals where you get, like, the ducks with the targets on them? Yep. So, yeah. in, in 1900s, they had, fa- in the year 1900, they had fashioned some sort of similar mechani- mechanics with a cardboard cut out of a deer with a target on it. And you had to be, like, mm-hmm. 100 metres away. And it was, um, right, yeah, they had to shoot from 100 metres, this moving deer that they had on, like... It was basically hmm. some guy cranking the wheel to make the deer move, which I just find <laughs> fucking hilarious. Because like, that is brilliant. What if he got tired and he had to like switch arms, and suddenly the deer stopped? Well, what if he slowed down? He slowed down for one person or something. <laughs> yeah, like thing. Like it's just I thought that was funny. There was also army rifle shooting. Um, 
which was an interesting one. Um, it's not quite what R1 is, like what we have as shooting today. It's more of um, pretty much snipering from a distance <laughs> with I'll rifles. That. That's cool. um, <laughs> of course and then, was. then there was a game called uh, Sesta Punta, which is a Basque name. Um, and it was the... We- okay, I know there's a word for it, but... What's that tennis game? What's the tennis that you play against the wall? Squash. Squash. Okay, squash. so it's more squash. like a squash court, and you and your opponent play, and it rather rather than like rather than batting the ball, you sort of have to hurl it against a wall, and then your opponent has to catch it with um, with only mm. one bounce. Um, but what you, what they catch it with and what like, you know, um, lacrosse, the kind of like scoop, it kind of looks like that, but it's more of a, more of that thing that you people use to like play through with their dogs and throw the ball really fast, far. (laughs) Yeah. Brilliant. Hey, Bianca, Bianca, what's squash like again? What did you say squash was basically? Tennis against a wall. And what sport do you think is at the Olympics? Oh, squash! Tennis? Tennis. No. Tennis. Oh, so it's ping tennis? pong. Tennis. Ping pong? No, that's oh, table, table tennis. tennis. You got table oh, tennis. Um, the other one, Bianca, that we mentioned, though, what was the deer one? Shooting. What was that one? Okay, I'm going to write um, shooting. There we go. You got, you're on 26 so far. You've got actually just got Is three the triathlon on this year? Four. Tri- Four to go. Oh, triathlon, yes. Tri- uh, uh, yeah, triathlon. Because we were talking, we were talking about go. Caitlyn Jenner, and I don't know if the ten the decathlon's on <laughs> either. Um, triathlon is definitely on. And what's what's the other There's one? Also There's also three, five, and ten. Pentathlon. The pentathlon is on. Yes, pentathlon is there. I will write that. But the decathlon is not. Decathlon is not, but there is also the other one. Which one? Triathlon. Triathlon and pentathlon, and yep, but not both decathlon. There. But there's another one that is there. Octathlon. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> no, that's gonna kill me, Phil. Why'd you say that? It's not. It's not. It's not one of the tathlons. It's not a, it's a, it ends with a thon, but not a athlon. Okay. Marathon. Anyway. Um. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but, but it's, but it's something else. Marathon. Swimming marathon? Biking marathon? Oh, yes. Oh, wait, is it? No, you got it. Swimming. <laughs> yeah, swimming. Um, oh my God. Do they have handball this year? Yes. They have handball. Um, handball? How many am I on? I believe with handball, you've just ticked over at 30. You've hit 30. Oh, really? Yay! I won. <laughs> you did it. Well done. Oh, fuck. That was a lot you, of though. You did it. You did it. You got there. You got You're there. You're feeling and, good? And the, uh, <laughs> I am. What, get, what, what, do you guys like have the list of what other sports there are? We do. Yeah, we do. Um, what, what have I missed? Um, so there's... There's three by three basketball, which is um, odd that it's kind of a specific one that they've got in addition. There's badminton. There's um, base. Well, there's softball as well as baseball. Artistic um, swimming. Wait, what's the difference? What's the difference between badminton and 
Table tennis. Bad, I'm going to sound like an idiot for Badminton's the one with the shuttlecock, and they stand there with the little dorky rackets, and they flick the tennis ball. Uh, the, not the tennis ball. They, okay. they flick the thing over the, the high net, basically. There's it's, like volley, it's like playing on a volleyball oh. court, basically. There's and beach ar- volleyball as well. swimming, basically. So, oh, okay. Yep. Um, but I said volleyball. Sl- yeah. yeah, yeah. They've got Did both. They? Oh. Um, oh. Both slalom and sprint canoeing. Um, yep. There is cycling BMX freestyle, cycling BMX racing, cycling mountain bike, cycling Which road, and cycling track. Yeah. So many cycling. Um, there is a lot. What else? Judo, karate, uh, rugby, rhythmic, rhythmic gymnastics to be specific. Yes, rhythmic. Um, but other than that, you got basically all of. Them, oh, trampoline gymnastics, uh, and and. And uh, wrestling. So yes, you you got a lot of them there. Um, now Bianca, you did I think have um, some random facts just to throw in there at the end. Oh yeah, I did have some random facts. Um, so my two random facts are the fact that, um, so back in the day mm-hmm. when the Olympic Games were sort of. Because, like, they couldn't do international travel and there wasn't really... Not everyone had a TV, so it wasn't a big deal. There was no real telecasting. So to get locals and, like, residents of cities to come to the games, they also did, like, exhibition sports, which were just sports that people in the country kind of liked more than other sports. Um, And some of them were, like, angling, pigeon racing, hot air balloon racing... Kite flying and even firefighting, where I'm pretty sure the firefighting oh, happened at the St. Louis game. So they oh, were just, God. they weren't like any official medals for all these games, but they were just there to get the crowds together because really before the 1950s, there was not really massive telecasting mm. of the games. They weren't as big as they are now. I want to see hot air balloon so, racing. <laughs> yeah. I do too. No, I want to see hot air balloon racing mixed in with clay pigeon shooting. So a little bit of like, <laughs> quick, go, 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 um, get away from them. The, yeah. the other random fact I had was in 1948. So the Paralympics started up in 1948, yep. kind of, when Sir Ludwig Gutman, um, a guy who was very much, you know, all for the soldiers and the vets. Um, he start he to get encourage the vets from World War Two to like get into rehabilitation and all that. He started up a multi sport event between several hospitals that just so happened to con- like coincide with the nineteen forty eight Olympic Games. It wasn't intentional, but then after twelve years of playing this, doing this game, and doing this thing every year, the Olympic Committee were like, "Well, your first game was alongside the Olympic Games. Would you like to be a part of the Olympic Games?" And that's how the Paralympics were born. That's fantastic! I love that. That's fantastic. I also yeah, I remember being. Nice. Um, I got. I, I remember when I was a kid. I, I was mistaken because I saw the Paralympic Games logo and I thought it was the logo for the Super Nintendo. And I thought we we're going to see Super Nintendo being played um, after the normal Olympics, and it just be the. Paralympics. Yeah, again, I thought there was going to be um, some Super Nintendo being played, but did I you, was mistaken. Did you go to the Paralympics with school? Uh, not with school, but I did go and see the Paralympic equestrian, um, where you had to wave to the horse. Um, I think the people that were—I can't remember why, what we had to do. I thought, I thought it was that the people that were doing the equestrian were blind or something. 
but then we had to oh, wave okay. instead of cheer so we don't spook the horse. But I couldn't work it out because I thought the people were blind and couldn't see. Mum's going to be listening to this and be like, no, Philip, it's actually... So I'm going to predict that on Monday <laughs> afternoon, when you're listening to this, Mum, you're going to come in and correct me on exactly what I did wrong. And so then, I'll see and then we can update our listeners next week. <laughs> exactly. Exactly but right. I remember... Um, I'll, I'll I'll tell you after after the break um, because this will tie into our next topic. But yeah, the Paralympics. Yep. All right. Well, we'll come back after the break then. Alrighty, and now it's time for what the quote. Of course, last week's quote was: "We need a revolution every two hundred years because all governments become stale and corrupt after two hundred years." Now, of course, that quote was from Benjamin Franklin. Yes, indeed it was. Um, now, uh, Drew, can you tell me uh, what this week's quote is? I can indeed. This week's quote is, Close your eyes and I'll kiss you. Tomorrow I'll miss you. And if you know where that quote is from, please reach out to us on Facebook, Twitter, Insta, etc. Or literally any way, just come and call us and we'll take your call. And we're back. Well, look, over the years, there's been many moments that we'd consider memorable from the Olympics. I don't know about you guys, but certainly for me, the majority of these memories have been tied to the 2000 games that were here in Sydney. Yeah, I, I look, I, I feel like I feel like that is I feel like that's not just because we hosted those Olympics, um, but but also we're at that age where you know, like memories really started to stick and like these kind of nostalgic moments really, really mm. become um, king to us. So, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I but think I get for it, though. me, it's that I don't really watch the Olympics. I watch, I watch mm. the highlights of the Olympics, like every night, you know, they'll show the newsreel. But unless I'm watching the Olympics because it's something on in the background, I don't tend to watch the Olympics. Um, except I was watching when that horrifying thing happened to the gymnast. <laughs> oh, yeah, Jesus Christ. Yeah, well, I mean, again, we're, we're probably about eight years... Well, in fact, we were eight years old during the 2000 Olympics. Seven. And I, I can't... Were you seven or eight? We were seven. You and I were seven. Okay, Drew well, we're eight. seven. Drew was... was it? I eight was 2000? Eight. Yeah, two years yeah. 2000. So 20... No, no, but if we're... If it's the year 2000 and we're 28 what's, this year... What's 10 minus 7? 3. And what year were we born in? Oh, wait, it's 2001. Sorry. <laughs> I keep, no, because, it's a two, because it's the 2020 Olympics yeah. this year, but it's 2021, I did the thing. I like, was 8. I'm a year older than oh, okay, you, you were Okay, Drew was 8. We're a 7. Okay, anyway, we're a 7. Yeah. Are That's you right, like, because it was two. 20 years ago? I'm real... I'm, I'll get you. Yes, yes, yeah, no. Bianca, because I thought it was 20 years ago, but it was 21 years ago because it's 2021, even though the Olympics are called 2020. But basically, I can't, my point being, I can't remember shit from the 96 Atlanta games besides the joke on The Simpsons, which I didn't understand, which was talking about the 96 Atlanta games. I couldn't, I didn't understand. No, anyway, that's all with I With the I bombing and with the whole bombing thing and Richard Jewell. <laughs> What? No, I can just remember Homer Simpson's eating uh, Homer Simpson Wait. eating hamburgers. There was a bombing. Yeah. So in the '96 games in Atlanta, there was a bombing, and 
they didn't know immediately who was behind it, but they suspected the security guard that alerted them that it was happening. So this poor guy for, I think it was 88 days, he was suspected and the media just built it up and built it up that he was absolutely the terrorist that did it. And after 88 days, the actual guy that did it came forward. I didn't even know there was a bombing to do with the 98 Olympics. Uh, Hold sorry, on, 96 he, Olympics. He came forward. Why? You had it yeah. out. Like, okay, yeah, I feel he, sorry for the security guard. Don't get me wrong. But if I was to commit a crime and then everyone believed it was someone else, I'd just whistle and walk away. I think he got done for a, for a few other things and then he took responsibility for this as well. Jesus. That's yeah. still... Because he'd been... He'd been He'd been blowing up, um, he'd blown up two abortion clinics and a lesbian bar as well. I mean, fuck him, but. Yeah. So why did he talk? Okay, sorry. This has brought up a whole new thing for me and I'll find out later. Yeah, well, it's something that I, it's something that I didn't know about, but, but I mean, I know that the Olympics does kind of have a track record of, you know, terrorism or at least violence happening as Well, look at the 72 Olympics in Munich. Yeah, exactly. But also we've seen humanitarian issues like um, uh, the Beijing Games, how it completely tore down entire neighborhoods to build that part of, yep. um, uh, well, to build the main stadium and everything like that. And also, you know, that happened in Rio as well. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, there's, a, there's a history of it. Um, I think but, there's uh, a whole dark web of thing. I mean, we've talked about all of the bright and happy things in this episode, but there's a lot of shit that happens with the Olympic Games. Like, entire economies are ruined and yeah there's a whole like yeah. um there's a whole look at sochi look at greece there's a whole like t- tumblr page i remember i mean i don't know if it's still there but there was a whole tumblr page dedicated to the ghost of olympic villages i think sydney's yep. one of the few olympic villages where they used it afterwards like the olympic village in sydney is now a suburb and like they've got housing there and shit yeah. But yeah, yeah, like the Olympic Games is just fucking brutal. Uh, absolutely. Um, but of course, then there are the things that that mean the most to us, I guess. Um, Sorry, doctor. No, no, it's okay. It's all right. <laughs> Drew, Drew, do you want to do you want to kick us off um, with some of your favorite memories um, of the Olympics? Um, well, you know, for me, a lot of it is tied to 2000 purely because, you know, we got to go. I, I mean, I remember mum and dad took us to the Olympics themselves to a few different um, events. I remember seeing Kathy Freeman running in one of the... Um, I saw her run. I think it would have been one of the heats. Yeah, or, I saw her run at one of the heats. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't It wasn't the final. I, I went and rewatched that this afternoon. But yeah, I, I remember seeing her run in the heats. I remember going to a couple of different events over that time, but mostly I, I think I just remember watching a lot of it on television at home and, you know, like, like the rest of the country, just sort of holding their breath, waiting on those big moments, particularly the likes of Ian Thorpe and Liesl Jones and that, who mm-hmm. were these young up and comers that just somehow demolished the competition i mean even looking back at the men's 400 meter relay and seeing michael quim and ian thorpe just demolish the u.s and everyone else was left behind and 
I, I remember watching it back then and thinking, man, this is this is awesome. No wonder people get so riled up mm. about it all. And then with school going to the Paralympics and watching the wheelchair basketball, which th- to me, my mind boggles to this day, like watching them lift the the chair in the air when they're when they're going to try and dunk or even seeing them jump out of their chair to do it which that blows I, my mind again how, I, how do they launch up there how yeah i i do not understand for the life of me how it happens but seeing seeing people dunk in wheelchair basketball is a very weird and wonderful Wheel, thing. wheelchair basketball is also wheelchair basketball is really rough as well it's not it's not like oh a, yeah it's not like a oh let's just take it easy on each other no fuck that it's like having a car accident every couple moments <laughs> i know that this never is heard ridiculous that way. to think of but when you guys were saying oh, i don't know how they jump out of their seats my my yeah. mind went to sort of like this acme spring load thing that's under their chair yeah. and <laughs> i just was laughing because i'm still thinking about space jam as well which we were talking about in break and so am I. It was just like this absolutely <laughs> hilarious kind of little thing of like Wiley e. Coyote setting up springs under all these people's wheelchairs. I was just internally <laughs> giggling. I was like, that's how they did it. Um, I like that. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Brain died. But yeah. The Acme spring loader. That's a pretty cool thing, though, that you got to go see the Paralympics and all that. I, I remember watching the Paralympics at home that year because still riding the Olympic fever high from, I mean, we went to, we went to um, the, the final match between Spain and Cameroon. um, And it went into penalties, which penalties are my favorite thing in soccer. I find penalties the most exciting part of a match. Um, And that was really fun to do. And I went with my family, but I really wanted to go to see gymnastics because I was obsessed with gymnastics as a kid and I used to do gymnastics and then I fractured my spine and then I never did gymnastics again. Um, but yeah, I really liked gymnastics and they wouldn't take me, my family. And I still, to this day, I'm like, Aww. they were like, we have to pick between, we only can go to one thing. It's like, let's go to gymnastics. And everyone else was just looking at me like, but we're a soccer family. I'm like, but fuck that. Um, but soccer's a terrible sport. Um, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, but, but that's cool. You got to see the final. That that's fantastic. It was it was um, fun. Yeah, we got to see everything. But I remember, like, I, I think what you were talking about earlier, Drew, with like Kathy Freeman and Ian Thorpe and all that. There was actually a lot mm. of amazing Australian sports men and women that year, and I think they dominated a lot of their fields. And it was just like an exciting thing to see Australians win in Australia, which was a lot of fun. I think. Yeah, it, it, everyone had something to rally behind. Yeah, mm. I um, my my favorite favorite memories. I've got a couple. My, my one of my favorites is going to go see um, a, a handball match between Norway and um, and Denmark, uh, and that was a lot of fun. And you know, be sitting in the Norwegian section and having the giant Norwegian flag, kind of like fly up over the entire kind of audience and then we have to like shuffle it back down again after we scored and everything like it was really cool um great atmosphere to to be a part of that um i remember there was a danish family sitting in front of us that ended up just getting involved and having fun raising the norwegian flag every single time we we scored that was great fun to see that um and also to know what handball was because i didn't know what the hell it was until that um event because i thought it was like the one that we played at school um 
another <laughs> another great memory, of course, was going to see the equestrian um, the at the Paralympics, where I had my very first um, Magnum Classic ice cream as well. I remember at that <laughs> event. Um, probably cost my parents a lot. Yes, of course, I remember about food as well. Um, but also, I, I, I've I really enjoyed, not not at the Sydney Olympics, but I've really enjoyed I, I my favourite event, or favourite, not event, my favourite thing has probably been the 2012 um, London Olympics opening ceremony was such a good like oh, spectacular to watch oh, it was, was directed yeah directed by Danny Boyle uh, Danny Boyle yeah yeah Danny Boyle yeah it was um, it was I'm trying to remember if he did that or the Paralympic one no he did the Olympic one um, that was brilliant to watch and they rather than doing it as just a little bit of a taste of the culture and then let's go into naming all the countries they made it a real kind of spectacular like an event and that was great to watch um, so I really enjoyed that and then the last thing that really sticks out for me is actually the architecture I'm a massive fan of, of architecture, and uh, I, I spend some time dabbling on SketchUp and designing stadiums and racetracks and all this sort of stuff on, on SketchUp. So for me, that really sparked from the design of the 2000 Sydney Olympic Stadium. Um, mm. So so I owe a lot of my kind of interest in that sort of design down to the Sydney Olympics. So it's a kind of a left-field memory or... or um, favorite moment but it's definitely that obviously there's the the ones as well being at the on a scorching day watching kathy freeman um run in one of the heats yeah in fact philip yep. your love of architecture one of the few drawings i have from you uh is of the ANZ stadium or i think it's called australian stadium now state stadium australia stadium yes australia, yes it sorry. is yes it is yeah. of that um yeah 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 i, that, I asked right. you to draw me any architecture thing and that's what you drew me yeah, Stadium Australia. Oh, Stadium Australia. Yeah, but Olympics is brilliant. It it does it sparks a lot of memories to us, but um, or in our minds. Mm. And again, we're fortunate in that it became something significant to most of us because of the age that we were, and also the fact that you know it got to be in our city. And Sydney hosted what is arguably one of the best Olympics of all time, um, as as stated by the Olympic Committee and everyone involved. You know, it was the perfect Olympics yeah. event in two thousand and, and went off without a hitch besides the uh, cauldron getting stuck um, during the opening <laughs> ceremony besides that it was perfect and it was it was such a wonderful event we were very 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 fortunate to have such a great Olympics. now we can go walk under that cauldron did you guys get, ever get see the did you guys ever see the the thing running by the torch running by yeah I saw it twice yep. saw yeah it twice. so did we we saw it we, we went with my school to see it run from someplace and then I saw it with my family that was a fantastic I had the event. um I had the cardboard cutout version that you could build that came in the um, in the Sun Herald. That's fantastic. I just think that we had a great. Oh looking my god! Well. I just realised I remembered that. I'm like that just triggered a whole lot of memories for me of me and my family getting the newspaper and then trying to put that cardboard. I that was like yep. not. I did I not wish remember I, that. I think I think Dad bought two copies of the Sun Herald that week just so we could have two of them in the house <laughs> i wish we had it because that was that that sounds like great fun i mean and again the, the the torch that that sydney had was a great looking torch it had a brilliant shade of blue like chrome blue um mum and dad still have the um the olympic club starter pack that that you could get if you joined the olympic club for the 2000 olympics what was in that oh there was all this like like bits and pieces of memorabilia and then um uh, there's a vhs 
um, yeah. welcome pack and like, I, just a, a whole heap of stuff in a bag. On, like, on eBay, you can still find people putting up their Sydney 2000 volunteers cl- like coats. I yep. really, really, really want one. It's so I still retro, have, brilliant. I still have four, I think, four different um, Sydney 2000 t-shirts. I don't think I have any. That, that are fine. I've, I've got two sort of off-white grey ones, a um, couple of navy ones as well. I wear them on rare occasion. <laughs> How big were you Usually when you were a child? Just... <laughs> yeah, mum and dad bought big ones. Also, I have a tendency to wear shirts for a long time and I stretch them. Okay, so. fair enough. Um, yeah. But anyway... That brings us to the um, end of the show. So... We have to do our sick end of the week, of course. Um, of course. We have but one nominee this week, I think. Yes. I feel Drew? like we do. Yes. Drew, do you want to say it? Do you want me to say it? Um, I'll let you say it because it's more entertaining when you explain the reasoning. Okay, no problem. So, <laughs> so during this lockdown, we've been um, hearing every day at 11 o'clock from our state premier, Barris. Barris! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Boris Gladagiklian. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Boris Gladagiklian. Boris. Boris. Boris Gladagiklian. Gladys Gladagiklian is her name. Gladys Gladagiklian. Good Aussie name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but as well as hearing from Gladys, we've been hearing. Yeah. <laughs> as well as hearing from Gladys, we've been hearing from Dr. Kerry Chant, um, who who's been been giving us the the um, medical advice that we need to follow as a state. Um, in lockdown and why we need to do it giving the reason behind the, the requirement for lockdown basically um and the rules so um one thing that's been really really difficult for us all um is the fact that on several occasions dr kerry chance glasses have been sitting incredibly crookedly on her face and making it oh. very difficult very difficult to listen to her and pay attention and take seriously what she's saying not to discount or discredit her um or mm. that i think that she's actually doing a really I, I think she's doing a remarkable job um but for those moments where in a very serious moment my childishness comes out my immaturity and i can't help <laughs> but be distracted and kind of just laser beam focused on the fact that these glasses are sink- sitting wonkily on her face so um, I nominate her for basically giving us the best advice, but m- not allowing us to listen to it. And the wonkiest glasses. Wonkiest glasses. <laughs> um, not to mention the fact that when she's not talking, she looks like her hands are cable tied behind her back. Yes, it does. Looks like she's kind of <laughs> under there or there under duress or something like that. <laughs> but uh, well, yeah, I, I'm going to nominate sure, her. I'm sure we're chant. not far from the truth. No. Dr. Was Kerry that, Chant. Yeah. Kerry Chant. I thought I said Cherry Cant. Anyway, um, Dr. Kerry Chant and your distracting wonky glasses, you are our sick Kent of the week. 
and I think we've Absolutely. held these people hostage for long enough. Um, uh -huh. On that note, I think Drew, Phil, thank you. Thank you, Bianca. Thank, thank you, you Bianca. Thank you, Phil. And now back to Barris. <laughs> <laughs> Barris, Jared, Jiglin. Uh, yeah. Yep. <laughs>